Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! I'm back, and I'm ready to put my foot inside someone's ass! That's how it's done. Listening to Rob and Slim interviews with Rob. Sports, am I right? And Slim. What about politics? Internet Radio's finest. Hello. Rob and Slim Show, we are back. Hi, De Laurentiis, <laughs> how are you? Uh, I have fun, thanks, and you? We're doing good, we're doing good. Uh, you are a musician, producer, uh, composer, and more, correct? <laughs> yes. And you're That's you're correct. you're in Paris. What time is it there? It's uh, one uh, in the night. <laughs> oh man, we're sorry for keeping you up so late. <laughs> it's very late, and it's very early for you. No? Yeah, yeah, seven thirty p.m. So it's it's early it's enough. Yeah. Okay, you're you're very morning people. <laughs> <laughs> Not a.m. We're we're seven thirty p.m. So yeah, we start our show at six p.m. So I, I need time. Ah, okay. I need time to get started. <laughs> How long have you been uh, a musician for? Uh, <laughs> I think all my life, but uh, practicing and uh, do my job. Uh, Twenty years. Oh wow! Wow, that's yeah, that's that's a nice amount of time. Uh, <laughs> and you do like an electronic. You do electronic music, correct? At first, uh, uh, when I was younger, it was more classical uh, because I learned music at the conservatory, and uh, uh, even if. Um, I used to listen electronic music like trip hop because I'm from the 90s. Uh, I start to produce and practice music uh, with uh, machine stuff uh, not very long time ago. Wow. So well, how was the transition yes. from classical music to yes, what you a do? Very, a big transition, yes. Wow. Because wow. one day, uh, the musician uh, with who I used to perform uh, on stage, uh, one day called me uh, just the, the day uh, before the gig uh, to cancel it. And uh, I realized I, I wasn't able to, to play my own music alone. And that was... Uh, an electroshock, <laughs> and I decided to change everything. <laughs> wow, wow! So you had to like reinvent everything. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so did you end up doing that gig? Yes, uh, I called them uh, and um, asked them if it's possible to uh, reschedule the the gig uh, uh, four months after, and they said yes. So I realized I have 
four months to uh, uh, learn uh, the Ableton Live and uh, how to play with push. Uh, and uh, <laughs> how how is it? How is it? Um, like going to the stage with that kind of a a performance is it is is it difficult? For me, uh, it was difficult before for these four months. Uh, I, I didn't sleep, uh, and uh, I, I, I do this uh, all the time uh, until the moment uh, I I perform this famous this concert, uh, and uh, uh, instantly I I had uh, I feel um, th something very new with the audience uh it was very strange and very intimate i don't know why but uh uh when i was uh, alone just with my my machines and uh, people there is uh, something uh, a connection uh, emotions uh, very strange and uh, intimate and uh, so it's awesome so it's a very cool. That thing. is cool. Do you, do you teach music as well? Mm -hmm. You do. Okay, I, I wasn't sure. That's that's super cool. And I was gonna ask too. Um, what's one of the craziest things you've seen happen performing live? Uh, I don't understand the craziest thing. Yeah, like I, I, performing live. What's like one of the most wild things you've ever seen happen in a crowd that you've been performing for? Uh, maybe when uh, uh, one year ago, uh, when I perform uh, on a very famous place in Paris called Olympia, uh, it was an opening show, and uh, it was amazing because for a French artist, uh, performing on this stage is uh, normally a uh, uh, a big, a big thing uh, in your career, and uh, so it was just oh. an opening show. But uh, there is something very magical in this place. Yeah, uh, because all the greatest artists in France, uh, uh, Edith Piaf, Jacques Brel, uh, um, has been playing there, and uh, wow, that's cool. And I... you can you can feel uh, the the. The soul of all these uh, right, the history. Artists. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Have you performed outside of France? Uh, it was alone. I, I was performing just with my machines, and uh, after it was a, a French singer called Pascal Obispo. And uh, I was gonna say you just had a new album uh, come out last month as well called. Unica's Unica's Cloud, correct? Or uh, sorry, is, is that the name of the album? The name of the album is Unica. Okay. And Unica's Cloud is one of the songs. I saw the video this morning. It, it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, it, it's super cool. Uh, can you explain it to our audience? Because I, I was fascinated by it. Uh, um, Unica is my digital sister. It's the the spirit uh, from my machines. When uh, I practice uh, at my home studio, uh, I spend a lot of time with uh, 
uh, technologies and the uh, computers and the uh, synthesizers and uh, uh, after a long time when there is a, a bug accident something like that uh, at the first time it was uh, something very uh, disturbing but uh, after uh, I decided to uh, go with it and uh, it makes me uh, with uh, new ideas and new music and uh, so uh, I finally asked myself uh, it's me or, or the machine I don't know uh, and it's like a conversation and uh, I decided to call that Unica my digital system so all the album tell the story of uh, our relation and uh, and um, it's like uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the tale uh, Pinocchio, uh, the the relationship between Geppetto and Pinocchio. <laughs> it's yes. a little like that. Yeah, cool. And um, and Unica's cloud is uh, the song where we are in the cloud of Unica. Okay. Uh, and uh, for the the video. Uh, it's uh, again about the story and the relationship between human and machines and how uh, human can put um, poetry and emotions into machines and uh, in this video uh, human can uh, um, choreograph drones yes because it's another way to to use drones it's not just a a thing to <laughs> it was cool because you saw it. her like uh learning uh, throughout the video how to cool. how to uh control them and all it was really cool really <laughs> cool to see did a thank lot you. you're welcome uh thank you for making it did a lot go into making the video because it seemed very well produced yes uh it's amazing i don't know it's like a, a gift of the, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, that's the second time I, I work with these uh, directors. I adore them. They are very talented. Uh, and uh, every time I, I just uh, said to them, uh, I, I don't want to be in the video. Uh, I just have this uh, things uh, uh, in my music and uh, you can uh, um, imagine what you want because uh, I trust in them and uh, I know the, their work is uh, and I think they like uh, this uh, way to work uh, because uh, very often uh, they have uh, a big uh, uh, directive uh, to, to, to do uh, a video uh, for other artists or for uh, commercial things uh, and uh, and with me it's very artistic and very uh, free for for them uh, so and uh, at the end uh, the, the the result is very uh, it's very uh, incredible for for me and for us and for the project awesome. and uh, we had the chance to get a um, uh, I don't know the name uh, for that, but uh, a help uh, for, from a structure, for, from a company, uh, they give us money to uh, to produce it. 
Okay, that's awesome. That's super cool uh, on both sides to, to be able to express that kind of a, 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 a of a creation into the, the project. That's awesome. That's super cool. So what was um the hardest machine to kind of wrap your head around? Uh, my machine, the machine I, I used to use, uh, I used to, my machines. Yeah, like yeah. your instruments, or like what you use, like your your yeah, your favorite, or just like the hardest one to to master. Because I know just using just doing a podcast and trying to figure out boards, it took me a while to to wrap my head around um, audio and ha- how to get the boards to work. And I've been through like three or four different boards throughout our time of, of doing this. So I was just curious to what like thing you use that um was the hardest for you to kind of get a grip on. Mm. Um, my my main influences are not really uh, in electronic music uh, because uh, it's a lot of uh, uh, composer for music uh, film. Uh, Richu Sakamoto is for me the the best composer ever, and uh, I'm very inspired by uh, his music. Uh, on Zimmer also, um, um, Max Richter, uh, JJ jo- Johnson, uh, and uh, and uh, producer, electronic producer. I like also uh, um, John Hopkins, uh, Max Cooper. Um, on Eotrix Point Never, I adore the, it. Him is his music is very. It's it's there is no reference like that. It's uh, very unique and very uh, special. Uh, De Laurentiis, what what do you actually use to make your beat your music on? Do you, it looked to me like an MPC two thousand. Mm-mm. I use a lot of Ableton Push. Ableton Push is the first, uh, uh, the first uh, controller I, I worked with. I work, I work with. Uh, yes, uh, okay. Four, five years ago, when I discovered all these things, <laughs> it's with uh, this uh, controller. So when you, when you find something you like, do you tend to stick with it? Because I do that with like just my programs in general. I still use programs from like fifteen or twenty years ago when I record things. Do you tend to uh, do that too? Um, with uh, every synthesizers or controller, uh, as soon um, as uh, I work with, uh, it's. Uh, uh directly uh to 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 try something uh, musical to try a new song or cover something uh a, a, a song that doesn't that exist uh, already uh i'm not um uh, uh yes for me um even if it's not interesting, uh, I 
I like uh, to try uh, to 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 <laughs> a melody, a new melody, yes. a new song. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I loved your uh, your remake of "Ring My Bell." I just I was going through your your uh, YouTube uh, a couple days ago, and just that song alone <laughs> is just super cool. Super cool to see how you did it, like. And a lot of your videos are like that, where you do them, oh, and you can see you performing as you do them. It's it's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, uh, this song, uh, it's one of the first song I produced with uh, Ableton Push. Cool. Uh, and uh, after three weeks uh, learning uh, the the software and the the pad. Uh, I put the the the, the ring my bell uh, uh, cover on uh, YouTube, and uh, and it was uh, I it was very cool to have uh, um, uh, feedback and the returns of uh, lots of people from uh, everywhere. It was very uh, new for me. That's cool. So that's why I. I I understand. Uh, I I I took the the good decision. <laughs> yes, yes, I love that. That's great. Um, when when um, do you know when your next album you're gonna come out with, or or uh, do you have any upcoming projects or uh, gigs that you could tell us about? Uh, gigs, yes, because uh, with this new album. Uh, I'm going to perform it uh, on stage. Uh, I don't know how uh, how long, but uh, I hope a uh, long time. <laughs> yes, and has um has. But have... I have uh, I have already uh, a new a new project in my mind. Oh, that's so cool. at first I work on it in my mind, but uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's uh, I, it's a. I... Uh, I was just uh, gonna say, I feel like you always have something when you're creative. You always have something in your mind yes. that you're working. Yes, gonna, I gonna think it's too. it will be more uh, organic and not natural with natural sounds cool. uh, because uh, um, uh, I uh, I'm going to leave uh, Paris uh, in a few months. Uh, to uh, settle down in um, near ocean. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. And uh, and that's that's the project to to create a music more uh, organic. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> you said you're gonna uh, be living near an ocean. <laughs> ocean, nature, uh, wind. Uh, right. Okay. Cool. Uh, sand, uh, vegetal. Uh, nice. Yes, that's mm -hmm. awesome. I was going to ask too. Um, over there, um, with the with the pandemic, it does it um does it hurt your your live performances still, or is it is it back to normal? Uh, during the pandemic. E either during yes. or now, no, yes. Yeah. yeah, during the pandemic uh, in France, uh, uh, all the the concerts and gigs are stopped and. Uh, uh, there is uh, no activity uh, yeah. like that, uh, but uh, on online, uh, I think it was uh, not a bad thing for creativity. Uh, 
because a lot of artists uh, uh, make new collaborations, uh, new new songs, new musics, new projects. But uh, yes, to perform on stage, uh, it was uh, very hard. Yeah, As like it... like like you know. Yeah, yeah, but also <laughs> like you said though that online i think is is was great that it was there and a lot of people were out there that needed needed uh content and entertainment so mm. it, it did work out as far as that goes um but now everything uh is uh like back normally yes that's what i, I was wondering I, I, finger crossed <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yes I'm hoping we, we get this thing out of here soon, hopefully in the next year. Mm. What, um, if you were able to collaborate with anybody, who, who would you most want to collaborate with? Hmm. Hi. Uh... My first uh, thought is, uh, is not a young artist. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a huge artist, and uh, it's uh, Brian Eno. Yes, cool. it would be. Well, it's a very great artist. Nice. How how do you think you're going to transition to moving, moving from Paris to to by the ocean? Do you think it'll be an easy transition, or uh, will it be difficult to adjust to? Uh, when I will be uh, near the ocean, I know everything will be right and uh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, but for the for working, it's other it's another thing. Uh, I need to uh, to keep uh, uh, a contact uh, with uh, Paris and uh, yes, with the work and with the. Uh, uh the the yes people uh, yeah cool. so i think uh i will spend a lot of time uh, in a train <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious have you ever lived uh, near an ocean before no no okay no, it's a, have you you've obviously you've been to an ocean probably just don't get out yeah. enough <laughs> but we yeah, we live we live <laughs> yeah. like yeah we live we live like where yeah where yeah. we live in uh in uh, America and New Jersey, uh, we live on what they call the shore. We're like Jersey Shore. So I yes, I personally I, grew I, up like on the ocean, basically. But it's a different like uh, <laughs> in the winter. It's, it'll be damp and it'll, mm. it won't be super cold. But just the dampness is just something totally different. Totally different. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> Spending in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Have you... Do you ever plan on uh, visiting the States or have you? Uh, I've been in New York uh, twice. Nice. And I, uh, and it's uh, crazy. <laughs> it's very different. <laughs> and uh, two years ago, I've been in uh, LA. Wow. And cool. It was very different and uh, very amazing too. That's cool. Uh, I don't know what I prefer. <laughs> it's very different. And what do you also, what stands out like what do you think is so different about um america and uh paris or... 
people <laughs> the people definitely definitely people are, are we are more... we meaner or nicer yeah we're jerks uh, yes <laughs> nicer more more open more uh uh joyful right more, because uh, in france in france we are uh sad we are uh, stressed we are more uh, keep to yourself i guess people over there yes. kind of keep to themselves yes. wow and uh yes i like this uh uh this enthusiasm about uh people american <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome uh what other countries have you visited i visited uh, china wow cool uh twice too oh, and it was a cool. uh, uh i was very lucky to to go there with my stepfather uh, because uh, he's a um, uh, champion of the world of the balls, French balls. I don't know if you know oh, this yes. place, like this it. game. <laughs> yes. And uh, he brought, he, he bring, he brought uh, the, the balls uh, in China uh, cool. 40 years ago. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and, uh, and I had the chance to to go with him there, cool. and to to make a, a tour. I um, I was singing uh, uh, songs, uh, so it was uh, very nice to um, to meet people uh, Chinese uh, like that with music. Yeah, I feel like and music uh, is something that transcends all language. Like, right. It, it, yes. It yes, definitely does. I agree. Yeah, that's great. De Laurentis, thank you so much for taking the time and, and talking to us tonight. It's it's been a, an awesome time talking to you. Thank you for having me, and sorry for my bad English. No, you, <laughs> did, okay. you did. great. I, I do my best. I do my best. Yeah, no, you did. You did great. And uh, where can everybody find you? What, what's your like website and your links and all that? Uh, De Laurentis uh, music. Uh, everywhere, Spotify, awesome. YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Instagram. Uh. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And when when uh, Slim edits um, and uploads the video and and the show and all, I will definitely send you all the links to 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 the interview and everything. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Have Thank a great you. night. Have a great night, too. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Take care. Thank you. Take care, too. Bye. Cool. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. We'll be back in a few seconds or minutes with Lucas Corvada. All right. One of our first. Yes. This is from like a first season, first or yeah. second at least. But yeah, it's, it's always, always so great to talk to you. Uh, let me get some music for the break and we'll be. Ah, stupid Spotify always puts an ad. We'll be back in a minute. Robin Slim Show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, up, Lucas, Lucas. We thought you were pranking us. <laughs> yeah. We thought you were like, we're... We thought I was pranking. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to talk to you guys. <laughs> How are you, dude? Uh, I'm doing well. Since Well, I figured since you guys are, this is your last, I need to at least uh, call and say hello. Hello yeah. and goodbye. Yeah, Lucas. It's been, we were just saying that before we went to break. You were one of our first, one of our first mm -hmm. guests, and you've... You've been along with us for the whole ride, and thank you for that. Yeah, 
<sighs> of course, of course. It's been a good ride. I'm I'm sorry that you guys are are going to close up, but um, but I'm thankful to have been a part of it. Yeah. And um, and thankful to be your friend. You know. Yes. Uh, and to help lend to it. So that's I what I had in the fantastic. notes. Comedian, actor, farmer, and friend. You, you've always been a friend for us, <laughs> my friend. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's bittersweet. And we love doing the show, but it, it's just, it's exhausting. Mm. It's, and Slim is, mm. uh, he's a big, he's a big shot in his company. And he's, he's moving on up. They're shooting yeah, him up. Yeah, so it becomes harder to say I need everyone's day off. Yeah, so. Uh, well, a- hey, you know, good things. And, and Slim, congratulations. Um, we're sorry that, that it's coming to an end, but congratulations and all things, you know, all things for you. I, I wish you the, the very best. Um, wish Rob, I mean, this isn't the end of our friendship, certainly. No, definitely uh, not. I, I want to definitely visit and um, and hang out at some point, have an actual drink with you, not one that's virtual. Yes, that would be um, awesome, too. We, we actually have one. We definitely have to, Lucas. And uh, we will be popping up here and there doing extra shows or, or like a reunion thing every now and then. So if, yeah, we'll definitely, if we're having guests on, I'll definitely reach out to you and all that. Fantastic. So, uh, I, I, what is the company? What is the deal? Oh, oh, Slim's? That's his gig. It's just yeah, daytime gig. Yeah, I don't gig. like to bring Yeah, we don't right. talk about our... Just, you know. yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we don't do that. Okay. What have you been working on, though, Lucas? Uh, do you have some new projects? Uh, uh, I do. I do have some projects. I start... Uh, I'm producing a, um, a short film uh, called Hawkman. I produced another one called Joni. Um, we did a documentary, Chico's, another one about Pulsol. I still don't have the name for that yet. Um, those are mini docs and, uh, I am filming right now, um, on a TV series. I can't talk about that because of NDAs and stuff, but it's a big deal and it will be coming out uh, next spring and, um, it'll be on, uh, on AMC. I, I, I guess I can say that. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic, man. Just, you know, here's the thing is, is you meet people in, in your walk, in your, in your life. Um, like I did Michael McCormick and, and just different friends and, and you meet them and they will always be your friend. You will always, um, appreciate them and the time that you, that you had with them. And that's, that's similar to what I have here with you guys yeah. is, uh, you know, I'm sad to see it go, but, um, but I know we are doing well, but that too. And, and everything has to end at some point, but it does go, yeah, like you said, like yeah. full circle, like, yes, you, you still have communication and, and you still have yeah. relationships that you've built that will will go on to other things that's so cool yeah I, exactly I, it's great too to hear that you've been that you've been that busy that's that's awesome i didn't know if coming out of the pandemic if if things had picked up as far as that all went you know it took a while uh, for things to pick up after you know i mean we're still in the pandemic i guess in some way but it took a while for yeah. things to happen and and to come to come out of it but um you know here we are and, and um, life is good, and we have uh, projects going. Uh, I am, um, although I won't be there because I'm, I'll be out of town, but um, I am a, a producer with the Santa Fe Independent Film Club, and we will be hosting a golf tournament on October 22nd, cool. Friday, October 22nd. So any of your listeners, if, they, uh, if they're in the area of Santa Fe, <laughs> then um, I invite them to come on down to, get a ticket, have some fun, play some golf. 
Um, and yeah, there's going to be some mu- there's going to be music. There will also be uh, food and great golf. It so sounds like a great time. Of, uh, of fun. So yeah, that's, that's all. Uh, that's all good stuff. Lucas, uh, I just had to say real quick. You're you're a yeah. golfer. You really you like the golf. <laughs> I love to golf, dude. Wow. Have no idea. Have you done like competitive it. golfing, like tournaments and stuff? Uh, you know, no, I haven't. Um, I've been in one tournament before, but nothing uh, super competitive. I mean, the pot was maybe a thousand bucks. I did not win, but <sighs> I, I am good. I can hold my own. I just, um, wow. yeah, it's, it's, I love it. It's a fantastic sport yeah. because you have to concentrate and it takes uh, precision. And um, those are things that you need in life, I guess, if you're going to succeed. So I, I really do love um, love playing golf. I think it's it's a fantastic sport. It's the only sport you dress up for. <laughs> so it's the sport that I chose growing up as a kid. <laughs> That's <laughs> Cause, awesome. Because I knew it looked fabulous on yeah. the <laughs> I got to see your golf gear now. I got to see your golf ensemble. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I'm getting back into it. It had been a while since I had played, so it was I was a little rusty. And uh, and um, my friend, business partner, and I, uh, we went golfing. And you know, by the ninth hole, I got the swing of it again. And now I just you just get better and better. At least I, you know, I've gotten better and better. I hadn't uh, played for a while, and so I'm getting it back. It's fun. It's cool. it's uh, yeah, it's a fun sport, especially when you have drinks out on the green. <laughs> that's what I think is, is, is that's the appeal of it. I uh, I, I don't even want to get better. I just want the drinks. That's all I'm doing. For. Uh, I feel but, like mini golf is a better game for yeah, drinking, though. Yeah, mini golf's cool. You know, That's my some people speed. do better at mini golf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tend to not do so well at mini golf. <laughs> Lucas, I wanted to ask too. Um, Rainbow Clouds is that still in production, or was that put out? That was a series, correct? Rainbow Clouds is a TV series. I was casting it, and uh, we're still in production we filmed the first episode um we filmed the first episode during the pandemic so that was really uh, a little it was a little tricky it was a little difficult um because of all the covid rules and all that jazz but uh, we mm. got through it and um we're still scheduled to shoot the other episodes there's six so we're scheduled to shoot those um all together six uh although it's on hiatus at the moment and um Okay. So that's really where it is. I, I don't have anything else uh, oh. to report back. You know, we, we filmed the first episode, and um, I understand that it's it's uh, in edit and it's looking fantastic. But you know, what are you going to do? This mm. is where we are. Yeah, and and just uh, <laughs> a, a question too. We we know you 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 work on a, you have a farm. Your family has a farm. We want to know. How harmful are crows? Like, what did crows do that that we have to build, <laughs> that we have to construct fake people in, in the fields for them? Like, how bad are crows? <laughs> um, you know, my experience with crows are they uh, remember very well. They're oh, intelligent. Oh. And, um, and they're really loud. Um, <laughs> they're black. Mm. I know they're black. So yeah, you um, don't even see them at night. 
Yeah, you don't even see them at night. Um, they are a little scary. There have been movies made about them. I believe Alfred Hitchcock made one. Yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, I think that's the scary part is when uh, uh, when a director takes and when they make a film a horror out of something that is um, really not all that scary, but they make them really, really scary, uh, kind of like arachnophobia. Oh, know? yes. Uh, that was, full yeah. Of I don't like spiders um, at all. You don't like spiders. Um, I'll scream like a yeah, girl, uh, Lucas. <laughs> but yeah, no. But do they, do they do anything to like crops? Like, is it like like something with farming? Where, or do like, they just like the fuck crows? with the farmers? Like, Did what? they just like see the farmers and they're like, oh, we got to mess with this guy? <laughs> I think they recognize the farmers. Yeah. Uh, I think they recognize the farmers, and when they recognize them, they hold that in their mind, in their memory, yes. and they will come back and uh, and try to haunt the uh, okay. haunt the farmers. Oh. And if not, then we can just make up that storyline and mm. script it out, right? Yeah, yeah I, like I like it, because uh, <laughs> next season I'm doing my own show, Lucas. It's going to be Rob and Two Crows, so uh, oh. I got it. I got it. I Is got it robbing two is it robbing two crows or Rob two crows? <laughs> Rob and yeah, I, I'm gonna have two crows. Yeah, <laughs> on my shoulders the whole time. <laughs> At least we know they're more intelligent <laughs> than I am. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. They're more insulting. Um, I understand that they can um, repeat and remember words oh. and repeat words, but I have no idea about that. I don't know that firsthand. Or uh, from the, uh, I don't know that from the beak itself. We'll learn it though. So, we will, we'll yeah. find that out. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rob and <laughs> his two crows can find that out. <laughs> Report back to us. Yes, yes. And uh, Lucas, too, I was going to ask, too, with um, doing stand up, is, have you uh, been able to do that still, or is that on like the side burner? The back burner. You know, it's on a side burner. I, I had one show in the last uh, couple, I guess the last month, and that, uh, you know, we had two shows one night, and the first show, you know, I was a little rusty, but the second one was just fantastic, absolutely stunning, and I had my little dog with me, and she went out, and she was my little, uh, well, I don't have a pony anymore, He pa- she passed, but no. it was my little dog show. And um, my dog and Lucas show it was fantastic. Some of those and, animals uh, you have are, are just adorable. All all the pictures that you post on Facebook, those some of the cats are just the cutest. They're the, you have some of the oh, cutest yeah. animals. <laughs> you know, when it comes to farm to to the animals at the farm, I am just super blessed and lucky to to be surrounded by animals that are um, that are really good. They're pleasant and they get along with each other for the most part. We have two. We have a Labradoodle and a uh, German Shepherd now, and so they, you know, they're they're still young, so they're learning. But life is good. <laughs> life is good with them because they're good. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I was going to ask too, Lucas. Uh, we know you're in Albuquerque. Uh, ha- permanently, have you ever lived anywhere besides there? I have lived in many places. So I have lived in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. I've lived in Palm Springs. Santa Fe, of course, our farm is north of Santa Fe, um, and North Carolina. Wow. And uh, so those are the places that, that I've lived. Um, I have dated guys in Florida, in New York, <laughs> in Vegas, in San Francisco, in L.A. I have traveled. <laughs> yes. Well, traveled. I was going to ask, uh, what's one of your favorite places to visit? 
my favorite places to visit. Well, I love uh, I love North Carolina. It's so beautiful and green. Um, so there's that. Um, Florida was fun, but uh, you've got the party life in Florida. I was in Miami and in Jacksonville, and that that was really fun. Yeah. Uh, I love Vegas, but Vegas, you know, sometimes the summer is just too hot. Mm. Palm Springs, the best time to be in Palm Springs is winter. Um, yes. You know, all of them have their own little their own little times and places, especially in my life, um, that I hold dear because uh, not just the people I was or the person I was with, uh, but the time and and, uh, and the history that was built there, the you know, just everything that um, that was encompassed. And so, uh, yeah, it's good to get around. It's nice. good to um, yeah, it's good to get around. It's good to see different, yeah, different places too. That that's really cool, really cool. It nice. opens your it opens your mind yeah. and uh, gives you different perspective on cultures, different people, different foods. Um, you know, I spent forty five days in Southeast Asia, um, in Thailand, Hong Kong, China. Um, I was in Japan and in Macau, wow. and it just opens you up to different cultures, different foods, and. Um, different people and it changes your life really that's cool what was your favorite place uh to be to visit in asia you know i got so familiar with hong kong because i was there the longest and so in hong kong uh i gotta say i started to you know just feel like i was just in a big city in america even though i wasn't in america yeah that seems like a really cool place (laughs) yeah it, it, it was great I love Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, do they speak English in a lot of those countries, too? I, I feel like uh, they do. Like, they make that a priority. So, to... Hong Kong was owned by the Brits. Yes. And, um, and since it was owned by the Brits, a lot of people uh, spoke English. Um, more proper English, not the type of English we speak here in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it was, the so a lot of people English. spoke English, and it was it was easy to get around. And I think that's one reason why I felt like I was just um, in a big city in America because uh, people spoke English, and and it was easy. If you needed help or assistance, it was easy to ask for it, and um, and everything uh, was also. Um, dubbed subtitled they had a second language which was english and oh, yeah it was great cool. it was great that's super cool and they were mm-hmm. uh, they, they were uh like when the english uh I, what was it ruled over them but they the english did give them like let them give them their own domain right give them their own control they did they they gave them back to um they gave them back to the chinese yes. to the chinese government is this still almost its own uh like a different uh, country almost though because of that uh it was at the time um but now that it went back to china my understanding is that it is uh you know they now they have suppression and now they have uh you know, now they don't have the rights that they used to have because the Chinese have taken up, taken over. That must be and so I hard to adjust some to. Of that in, in the news. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that must yeah. be so. It was, it was totally different. Wow. Um, when I was there was 2000, I believe I was there in 2004. So it's been some time, 2004, 2005, around then. And, yeah. um, you know, it was different uh, wow. than now. Obviously, the last couple of years have, has really changed the situation. Um yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I knew um, a woman, um, let me see, Anne, 
Annie Pong, and she was one of the producers for Peter Jennings. And uh, she was one, uh, a reporter journalist that was actually arrested in Tiananmen Square in China and uh, for speaking out and for, um, you know, just freedom of speech and for the injustices that they have. Um, and, yeah, so that, that that was pretty fascinating. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was there actually with her brother, uh, with her brother, uh, Ricardo Pong, who... Um, who I met here in, in America. He was a friend. He is a friend of mine, and, and uh, I had a business trip there. So, uh, you know, it just so happened that my business trip coincided with his trip, and um, so that's how I ended up there. Wow, Lucas, uh, we have to wrap it up, but dude, it's always great talking to you. We always, I always learn so much yeah. more about you every time too. Like it's always, always great. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sorry that it's ending, but um, again. I congratulate you guys for doing this for so long and for um, everything you're you're going to continue to do as well. Keep in touch. Don't be a stranger. And I'm sending you hugs and love. And when we meet, we will have drinks. Can't wait, Lucas. Have a great night, my friend. <laughs> you too. Take care, buddies. You too. Take care, Lucas. Oh, Ooh. man. We'll be back in a few with uh, Poppy Cannon. Cool. And uh, let's see. Where's... Listen to 
making stacks, like stacks, records, my squad, we got a pack, we never come back, Robin Slim Show. Yes, sir. What's up, my brothers? Pop, I was, uh, I was just on? texting you. We were having some issues with, with Skype. How are you, man? I'm great. I'm great. I'm pumped. I can't, ex- can't complain. A lot going on. A lot going on in my world. How are you? Great, great. Rapper and podcaster. Pop Buchanan from the Sober is Dope podcast. We've been good, my friend. I'm glad to hear you've been good as well. Yes, yes, yes. I've been, um, you know, surviving. You know, quarantine kicked all of our butts. I'm just glad we all here. I'm glad to see that you're well and, um, you know, the team is well. So God is good. Good, good, man. I, I saw you just had a birthday recently. Yes, yes. I had a super, super birthday. I was excited about that. Um, it was real chill. Um, you know, I turned 42 when it was a blessing, man, you know, and all I wanted to do was kind of like just, Chill in bed and watch TV, and I was like, I really grew up. That's like a day out in your forties, like just chilling in bed and watching the show or two. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yo, I didn't want to do any. My family was all like, you serious? We got, we could go out. We could. I was like, nah, I really just want to chill, and I enjoyed that. Just really, just relaxing, and you know, and I felt like it was no pressure because it was my birthday, so I could relax. I, had, I just yeah. felt really relaxed. So kind of wish, kind of wish. No, I, I kind of wish we had like that mentality in our 20s like i feel like we would have been better off but i don't know i don't know like would we have still yeah, we would have had did that i don't know <laughs> less scar yeah we would have had less scars and less debauchery but you know everything for a reason i know yeah. i had a few birthdays where i should have kept my butt in bed i definitely can tell you that one <laughs> <laughs> yo i was gonna say too this is uh like i, I i've I'll have a drink, uh, you know, every now and then, and, and nothing crazy. But um, I I was listening to one of your new songs like recently, within the past six months, on one of my breaks. I was outside of work, and and this coworker saw me and asked me what I was listening to. So uh, I sent her the link. We were friends on Instagram or something, and I also told her, you know, he does this podcast, and she just thought it was so weird. She just because I you know, have a drink or two, you know, like, uh, she's like, why would you endorse that and all? I'm like, well, I'm still friends with him. It doesn't mean that I can't enjoy his, his work and all that. It was just so weird to me that somebody would be like, oh, like, 
almost calling me a hypocrite. Like, this is so weird. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. No, it's actually, it's actually acceptable because there's a large movement of people who still drink and do stuff that's concerned about the recovery community and concerned about addicts. Like, you have yeah. people who could really just partake and, and be fine, and they have the right to have compassion for someone who can't. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> you, you, you definitely on the right. Um, she's just off base maybe because that's still the stigma we're breaking in people and um yeah you know, we're letting them know you know it's not like we're mutants and you know and it's something wrong with us no and you guys you know we're human and yeah. it's all good plus music is music shoot macklemore yes. i guarantee you you know what you should have said well, Macklemore is a recovery artist, and I'm sure you listen to his music. Right? Yeah, right. yeah, and everybody's allowed to live their life. Like, uh, you're allowed to live your life the way you want to, and yeah. so am I, and we're also allowed to be uh, friends and in the same world together. Like, it's just so weird to me that somebody would have that mentality. Yeah, I know, kind of creepy. It sounded like a creepy encounter. I'm sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> it was. No, no problem. I blocked that person. I blocked that person. You blocked them. <laughs> yeah, block them, block them. I'm proud of you. I'm glad you did. Right? i like, really? Like, we're adults. We don't Shit. have time in 2021 for people who project all of that nah, right. spirits, right? right? Like, we're, yeah. we're trying to have a good vibe. You was vibing, for God's sake, right? Yeah. And she going to come with her her baggage and throw off yeah i'm pissed that she threw your energy off that was it that was it i was jamming i was in my own little spot like you said and then yeah she was just like just had a butt in just had a butt in like i saw too pop are you ready to start a new season of sober is dope i just started season two yes oh. i did today I'm dropping an episode with the famous and um, celebrated Drew Hicks. He's the founder of Clean and Sober. That's what's up. Guy's cool. story is crazy, man. I'm talking about this guy's story is like a movie. I'm talking really? about he used to be a mule, like in like and a big time heavyweight cartel trafficker. Then he got he got arrested multiple times. Relapse, flatline, came back to life, did multiple bids, and all. This guy's story is sick. He, he, his, he got adopted, right? For, for, for his parents. First, his story starts off like this, real quick, the CNN version. Dude, dad tries to beat his mom to death. Then his dad drives his car into a moving train. That's how his life starts. He gets put in foster care with a beautiful family, but a a, mil, a billionaire family outbidded this guy, his family, and then. They went, him and his brothers went to this family and they abused him. They locked them up and then they abused them and beat them and shocked them and did all of this crazy stuff to these kids. And then finally the school noticed that this kid was wearing turtlenecks and long jackets and stuff. In the summertime, they made him take off his shirt. He had scars from his neck all the way down from the, uh, to his feet, bruises, burns, all type of stuff. So they took him. He grows up, deals with all the trauma. They also molested him, but not his other siblings. Started using the coke. Then he, his family threw him out. Then he got into the street, started, became a mule going interstate, back and forth from here to Mexico and all that. Got arrested, does a big bid, flat, get, gets out, does a whole mule run again, gets arrested again, do a bid, gets out, flatlines because he overdosed, gets arrested, goes back in, finds his life goes to 12 steps, comes out, 
sets up an international movement called Clean and Sober. That's what's up. 90,000 members online, international speaker, just got married, totally rehabilitated, Drew Hicks. That's the wow. guy. Wow. That's how, that, that's how we started season two. <laughs> Yo, that is, Man. that. yeah, there's no other way to, like, that's one of the best ways to kick it off. Oh, my God, dude, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. It's I got crazy. a guy, too, just just you telling that guy's story. I, I, right, I was thinking what was his the, name, Slim? The, Oh, it's a baby Byr- Byron. I'm thinking of. Oh, well, baby Byron. He's a rapper, but there's also um. Oh my God, we we interviewed Travis Waters. Travis Waters, yeah. almost a similar story, except for the fact that he got himself into trafficking for the cartel and his his uh, story of a, a prison stint and and how he's changed his life for, for the better. Like, yeah, I definitely have some people. To, to yeah, Baby Byron was just similar in the like adoption thing where yeah. he just kind of went back and forth between families. Yeah, but yeah, dude, that's awesome. That is awesome. I can't wait yeah, to hear that show pop. Got, yeah, definitely. So I'm gonna drop that out tonight, and then you gotta look. You gotta link me with Baby Brian. Yes. Brian Byron. I want to. Byron. Um, that's what I want to. Byron, yeah, I want to um, look into his stuff. But, yeah, so yeah. I'm excited about season two, and it's really important. But I have something else that's really important is I just wrapped up my book. Um, and you know what, guys, going – I really right, – it took two years to write the book. It's called My Sober is Dope Handbook, and it's a companion to everything I'm doing. And this is the book that I wanted early in recovery, and it's also the book that would have helped me when I was in my addiction. It's a straightforward book full of prayers, affirmations, and tools that you could use, um, plus my story. But it's real practical. It's something that you could open up on any random day and have something that could shift you into a vital spiritual experience and help you along the way in your, on your recovery journey, even as a normal human being that's outside of the recovery space. Yes. So I'm excited to complete that, you know what I mean? And I have the artwork. I did, I'm doing everything now. It's going through the final phase of the last edits, then I go into format, and then I'm, I'm dropping that baby. I dropped the album earlier this year, and I got another one ready to go. I was going to ask. season two of Sober is dope, so a lot going on, you know? Cool. Love it, love it. What was the, the last album called? Ancestral Drums. Ancestral Drums. That's right. Yes. I was trying to look it up earlier because that was one of the songs I heard from it. I couldn't find that actual song, but I remember that. Yes. Yeah, we were talking about I Love My Ancestors. I remember we were talking about that last time. Yeah, that's the album that we did for that single, I Love My Ancestors. And that album was one of those albums that I really just wanted. It was like me being selfish because, you know, an artist, you want to put out this perfect work. And I said, nah, my first album is going to be all my favorite stuff. It's going to have a theme, but I'm just going to really put together. And I did that myself. I did that. I cut it, did the whole thing. One day I woke up and said, I'm dropping an album. And I did. I just spent a day, put everything together and put it out. Now, we have another bigger project called Sober's Dope coming out, which is another album that I'm doing, which is big. It tells my story. I'm, I do the interludes podcast style. So it's going to be on Spotify. That's going to be really hot. That's a cool concept, too. Like you said, just podcast style. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's super cool. So, like, in between each track, you're just going to you're just gonna be speaking? Yeah, I explained. Like, I set up the, like, you know, so my partner at AP was interviewing me for this. And it was like, yeah, like, it starts off with me talking about how I lost my dad and how he was my hero. And I saw him die in front of me. And then it goes into his song, Rocky V, which is, um, that's how we start the album. And that's deep because in my recovery journey, we traced it back to, you know, I I lost my dad when I was 12, you know, and that was like my hero. And 
And, you know, seeing your dad have a heart attack in front of you is not easy. And I think that's where, that's where it really started for me. Like, I was really an innocent kid who just, like, wrote poems for girls, did martial arts, and listened to Jodeci and Shy. And then, you know, my dad died, go from 12, 13, 14. Like, no, I was 13, 14, 15. Then I totally get into smoking weed, get outside, I grow up. And then, and then I started, you know, that's when pop started coming to life and. I traced it all back to the bereavement of my dad. When you lose a dad, that's where the trauma point starts, and that's how I wanted to start that album. Yeah, uh, just just you mentioning that, I, I remember I, I, it was like fifth or sixth grade, one of our friends, so, just, same thing you said, father had a heart attack and just died right in front of him. I think at the dinner table. And, or or I'd have friends. Oh, no. I had one friend who no, came no, home from school tough. and found her mom dead at the bottom of the stairs from that kind of a thing. Damn, damn, yeah. man. Wow, yeah. I was around that same age. I remember I was in eighth grade. That was right before high school. And, um, yeah, I was, was it? Yeah, I was in eighth grade, I remember. And I, and I was out of school for so long. And when I came back to school and I was walking, you know how you walk into your desk down the aisle? All my friends had their hands out and they just was like holding, like, like they just was like, as I was passing, they were just all touching me. Yeah. It was deep. I was young and school looked brand new. That's how long, like three weeks out of school, you know, you just buried your dad. It was tough. But, <clears throat> That's why I wanted to start the album like that, because it was like to commemorate my dad, you know, so it's exciting. I'm excited. You know, guys, I'm just excited to be alive and create. That's my thing, man. Create. Like, yes. you guys got your show. It's like there's something about that second component to your day where it's like you got this nine to five, you have the family, but then you can't give up on your dreams and creating and giving back to the world and that invigorates something within your core. It wakes up the spirit. And I think a lot of people leave that on the table. Yes. They like, I got too old, got too old to do my dream or to follow my passion. And I just want to be someone to say, go out there. I don't care if you're 70 years old and you want to be a rock star, go out there, pick up that guitar. If you're 80 years old and you always want to do something, don't give up. Never give up on your dreams. It's also like a muscle. Like You, you could be physically... Ripped, but if you got nothing, uh, you know, else going on, it's just you're kind of empty. You need that creative, creative project, right? Absolutely, or outlet. Definitely, definitely. Uh, when is your book gonna come out, Pop? I'm trying now. I'm debate. I'm trying to drop it closer to either Thanksgiving or Christmas. I want to drop it in 2021. So. Um, <clears throat> You know, because I want to start 2022 fresh. You know, I want to start 2022 working on book number two, album number three, um, and start going out to do actual. I want to do motivational talks. I want to go places and actually tell my story. So I think that's the next stage for pop. You go pop, you can, and sober is dope. Is to take it, take it on the road. You know, go out in front of people, talk about perseverance and life. Because my story is bigger than just addiction. It's just like, it's just about perseverance and, you know, going from, I would say, riches to rags because of like my success out of college and then my fast burn um due to my addiction and just being young and crazy and having too much fun and then building my life back up i think that could motivate a lot of people so i want to take the show on the road yeah. you know can't let all these other guys have all the fun like my man et eric thomas and all of them i can't let them have all the fun so I want to throw on my towel with the motivational circuit and see who i can help by just getting in front of people Cool, cool. I, I do remember that from the last time we talked. Like, uh, you mentioning the stuff you did earlier in your life, you kind of just had to shed that skin and, and start anew. 
Yeah, you have to, you know. Um, I mean, like I said, like I told you before, I wasn't out there, like, with a machine gun doing anything crazy like that. For me, it was more or less, you know, um, you know, college kid, in music artist, living the music lifestyle, being young, and just only difference between me and everyone else is that I was extremely born, I was born extremely allergic to alcohol and didn't get the memo. So my reaction to it was different from other people's. So it became chronic and then really a problematic at some point. And then when you mix that with depression or any type of loss, it just turns everything upside down. And that's pretty much it. So, you know, I was just speaking to this um, one. I want to say one of my fans. Right. But it was somebody, one of my supporters. And she was saying that the, the ugly in your story is beautiful. You know, and oh, she was like, you're like yes. a, the, 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 the young, the, the older version of you was a butterfly and the person that's in front of you now is a butterfly. I said, no, the younger version was a caterpillar and now I'm a butterfly. She said, no, you both was butterflies. Like, you have a beautiful story, but it's within that ugliness. And I was explaining to her that when you're trying to tell the dark part of your story, it tends to make people feel like that was the only part of your story, but it was so much beautiful stuff. Like, you know, my story always starts with me graduating college. It always starts with me having this real estate job and having a brownstone at 24, you know, being, you know, working at my brother's church, having my own company, doing all this stuff. But, you know, when you fall from grace, so to say, it's never pretty. And in that ugliness, you know, out of that ugliness is the beauty. And that's where I was able to resurrect and rehabilitate my life. You know? I, yeah, I love you mentioning too. Uh, you uh, your interaction with supporters and fans. I that's one thing about your Instagram and your Twitter and all that. I, I you have a lot of interaction with your supporters and and fans. It's really cool to see. Yeah, I love them, man. I love them. Uh, Any like, if you rock with me, I'm a rock with you. That's important to me. Like I'm not, you know, I'm doing this to connect with people. You know, and I didn't believe my cousin is the one who got me into podcast. He said, listen. One day you're going to wake up and you're going to have so many people that's going to be reaching out to you. And it's beautiful. And I never take it for granted. I swear. I do feel like I need an assistant at some point because sometimes people fall through the cracks. Like, it'll be like a erroneous, like, person that'll reach out and I'll forget to get to them because, of, you know, you might intend to. But it's like, damn. And then I'll reach out anyway. But I don't want that to happen. I want to have a system where I can get to everyone. But... Hey, it's going to get to a point where it's going to be hard, but that's why we're doing this. But my yeah. message is going to be always there. But I love the, my supporters. Without them, we want Soap is Dope is not me. It's a community. It's all of us, you know? Yes, gotcha. Totally gotcha. Uh, Pop, would you be able to spit either a verse or uh, a poem for us? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. So I got a few joints, but this one is called Can't Let Go. I, um... Yo, I can't let go cause I'm bugged homes. The game and the verse, the chicks and the fame's all part of my love, Jones. Can't let go with the main stage, the stadium shows, cranium flows, all giving me brain waves. Most wanna let go with true faith. The ghetto's a true place. Populists put two in they screw face. I can't let go with the baddest. The Nefertiti type that leave me tight since her body's a gadget. It drives a person like me insane that being hot was a crime. You might as well put pop in the chains. Can't let go with the gods and the Christ in me. The spirit that polarizes the planet. It's so hard with this life in me. So um, that's that's one. Uh, what else I got for you? Uh, here's a snippet from one of my new songs. It's called Little Punk, right? And this is about, Little Punk was about the kind of the bad parts of, like, the. it's me apologizing to everyone I wronged. So, okay. So okay. I apologize to anyone I hurt when I was drunk. I was just a little punk who's addicted to the skunk. 
or the sour D's power, please smash me in the shower. Didn't mean to take advantage to the that I devoured. I made a promise to my mom I get sober in December. That was 2012. I was gone to November. I'm sorry for anyone I hurt when I was drunk. Any person that I robbed, mother little punk, couldn't keep a job. In my world, addicted to the sticky, always had a chick with me. Pop probably sucking. Forgive me. Every time I lied to get a bottle, I was so depressed, hard pressed to a model. Can I curse on here? <laughs> yes, yes. absolute fuck yes. Curse. You could definitely I, curse. <laughs> I could curse. All right, damn. I was like, yo, I just, I was, I was censoring myself. That was even awesome <laughs> though. Like, I just think you could do that. I was like, wow, like that was, a, like that's a skill, man. Uh, oh man, but the, 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 so yeah, man. Nah, little punk. So listen, yes. can't get little punk. Little punk is a deep track because you yes. know what, guys, it was me being vulnerable. You know, you do a lot of mm. boneheaded shit when you in recovery i mean when you're in your active addiction in life i just want to apologize yes yes i i said i said i lost my brother drinking on the phone i forgot the shit i said in my head i was alone he said never call again that brother was my clone but a better one a better son i miss him he's my home sorry to my exes who i played and i cheated in the penthouse triplex I was always fucking weeded. I apologize to anyone I hurt when I was drunk. Motherfucking little punk who's addicted to the skunk or the sour D's power. Please fuck me in the shower. Didn't mean to take advantage to the pussies I devoured. I made a promise to my ma. I get sober in December. That was 2012 and I was gone to November. Pop Buchanan, baby. Wow, wow dude. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep track, man. Fuck, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Thank man. you, my so, friend. So you, you know, and I learned to keep it raw. Like I'm putting it out there. I yes. decided, Remember, we spoke about that. I said if I rap again, guys, I'm not. In, I'm not going to embellish anything crazy. I'm just going to talk about me, the good, bad, and ugly. Yeah, it is hard. You feel vulnerable. You feel overexposed, but. You can't have any breakthroughs without the truth. It's relatable. It's very. That's what I love about it. It's relatable. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's it's awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you, awesome. thank you, my friends. No problem. Thank <laughs> you, man. Thank you, Pop. It's always great talking to you, man. I I, I feel like you're definitely a dude. I want to uh, one time just chill with, have like hour or more conversation with, like you the man. Definitely, the man. anytime. And look, one day we get you guys on the podcast. Remember, the podcast is just not about recovery. So we're gonna just stay connected i'll see you guys at the top man because we're not gonna stop and you know i love you brothers and it's always amazing i have a big clubhouse talk to do now um um, later and then i was telling them i said hey i'm gonna be on the robin slim show it was like very cool man so like (laughs) it's 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 all love brothers hell yes hell yes love you pop where can everybody find you you can find me at popbuchanan.net. That's P-O-P-B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N.net. Or at Sober is Dope on Gmail, TikTok, Twitter. Um, you can also find me at Pop Buchanan, Gmail. I mean, IG, TikTok, and Twitter. I love so, too. I was gonna say, just uh, we do. Um, Slim does a bit every week where he reads song lyrics as an in- internet rapper, and just sometimes you liking those videos on Instagram. It just <laughs> it makes me smile. It makes me smile so hard. <laughs> yeah, man, I support you guys heavy, and um, and, yes. I, and, I, and, I, and I got a lot of respect for you. So always love, always love. Much love, my friend. Take care, Pop. 
right, peace, my friends. Thanks for having me. Catch you, catch you later. One love. One love. One love. So cool, so cool. We'll be back in a few with Anthony. Anthony Villiotti, if I said it right, from Ms. the Podcast. We've okay. had him on yep. at least two or three times. Two, I think, yeah. More at least, three, yeah. yeah. He's always, he's always awesome. great. Yeah. I think he's doing stand-up now. I think oh, he had really? started that last we talked. He had just started it and, like, been nervous about starting it. But I'm and now pretty he's like sure he's, like, totally rocking cool. it. That's so awesome. we'll definitely talk to him in a, in a few minutes and see how that's going. Rob and Slim Show. Dude, what's up? Anthony. What is up? How are you, man? What the hell's going on, you skanks? Fucking skanking around. Yeah. We're slutting it up over here. We're going to throw it back. <laughs> what's that? Are you guys slutting it up? <laughs> no, we got full shirts. We don't have half shirts. <laughs> we are guilty oh, of... God. We're not guilty of sluttery tonight. Who has time for full shirts <laughs> on the Robin Swim <laughs> <Twin> show? <laughs> what the hell is that? It's for real prudes over here. We didn't even cut the nipples <laughs> all out of our shirts. Right. It's too much work. A couple of prudes. <laughs> I don't even know you anymore. God, you guys have changed. I know. That's what that's what corporate life does to us. We're corporate <laughs> shells. We're just corporate shells. We can't stop. Oh my god. Corp- corporate jail, man. I went to the office for like the first time in like years today. Oh, oh, oh no. I've never felt. Like more of a corporate slave in my entire life. How would yeah, I, I, like from going online to, to back in in the office. Like what? Yeah, that sounds like it would suck. It's so fucking stupid because all you do is sit and talk on like Zoom anyway, just in the office. <laughs> just different rooms. Like, what am I doing different... here? <laughs> wow, that's like my kids. They went back to school to to be on on Zoom on, on little tablets or, or computers. Like, what is like, that? No I have to put on slack to like have my nuts sweat all day for what for fucking what i hope it pays the bills i hope it's worth it aunt <laughs> you know what it doesn't so that's just great i was just that's saying before just break i feel like last time we talked to you you had just started um stand up are you you're still doing that uh, right unfortunately i'm still doing it <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like the bane of my existence. It, it's the worst thing I've ever done. Wow, but it's been going on now for like two years. Like a love hate, <laughs> like a love hate. Like right, like you don't want to quit, stop. but you hate it every time. You do it. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm always like, oh yeah, like let's do a show, let's do a show, and then the show comes. I'm like, fuck. Like what am I gonna say? Like literally, I I have nothing to share. Nothing. No, I I don't believe that. I believe you 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 share you share and you share till it hurts. Dude, I literally have a show tomorrow, and I currently have a notebook open that just has the word funeral written. I'm like, <laughs> That's know. good enough. That's uh, five <laughs> minutes on funerals. <laughs> what about these right. funerals, like, huh? Well, like, well, am I right? Talk about. <laughs> I don't know. Man, everybody's so always wearing like stage. black at them. Like, what's that about? It's it's a good yeah. way to get together, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Y'all invited to my funeral. Yeah. You'll miss me when I'm, I'm, I'm dead. I'm, I'm thinking that I might just like shoot myself in the face on stage. <laughs> I feel like that would be like a way to like get famous, right? Uh, yes. It's almost like a Gigi Allen uh, tactic. Yeah, it's like, okay, my comedy isn't good, so let me just kill myself, and then I'll be, like, highly regarded. Everyone will talk about you. Yeah, then, then, yeah. Everyone will, I'll suddenly be, like, a comedic genius, you know? (laughs) Like, 
So be like, oh, he was always so funny, so great. But like, I wasn't. I just killed myself on stage. So you guys now like me. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. I saw too, you're a fan of Crocs, Anthony. Oh, Crocs, baby. Dude, I got the sickest pair of Crocs. That surprises me. I feel like Crocs is more of like. You're better than Crocs, is what I felt. Like I, I, I always got the okay, vibe. You're better than the Crocs. The pair, the specific pair of Crocs that I got are like icy. Like they're like black icy. and white. Like uh, they're they're cool. Uh, diamonds. No. Okay. So I do not have what is referred to as a gibbet. Do you guys know what gibbet? No. Are? No. Is that a turkey piece? <laughs> like a gibbet. <laughs> Okay, so a gibbet is a little, like, trinket that you can get to stick in the holes of the crock. Oh, that sounds Fancy. like bling. Yeah. It's, it is bling. I have not gotten any gibbets yet, but I'm in the market for, for crocs. Yeah, like, that's the next step to crockery, to crockology. Exactly, that's the next stop in crockery, is getting some motherfucking gibbets. <laughs> Can oh, you wow. just like put anything though in the holes? Like, can you just go get like a rock outside? No, like, like that's what there, Slim would like, do. Like chew gum, yeah, chew gum, chew, and, chew gum and pebbles. Or just, chew yeah, gum. <laughs> chew gum pebbles and, and hairballs. Like, I'm gonna put a big fat piece of chewed gum in my crock and see if see what the reaction. See if is. anyone notices. <laughs> that's genius. You gotta wear those in the office. Like that's how you gotta go I'm back. I'm gonna walk into my office with like a suit and tie and motherfucking crock. <laughs> with chewed gum in them. <laughs> like, with rainbow chewed crocs. gum. Oh my god, I can't, I cannot with that. Imagine is there so many dogs, like, sniffing their freaking crocs. <laughs> or I'm like, oh, I can use a piece of gum and just reach down to my crocs. And like, I don't know. <laughs> that would be sick. Okay, so I take it you guys do not own crocs. No, I'm not a croc wearer. I haven't gone. Uh, I'll have to gone. give you guys some crocs gone down the croc route i know though and uh not too far from here in atlantic city there's a croc outlet they have an outlet for crocs oh shut up seriously <laughs> yeah. yeah swear to oh, god oh we're meeting up at the croc outlet <laughs> asap yo we should yo we'd have a field day in there oh my god you're right i just looked it up right <laughs> i saw it i went down there years ago and i remember just seeing the croc i'm like there's a whole croc store like just what? the fact that it's Dude, still open <laughs> It's literally a whole crock. It store. survived the pandemic. It's out. still rocking. Like that's even better because I was down there like four years ago. So like, yeah, I didn't even know if it was. Dark. Dude, I know. Think about like all the restaurants that should close, but like crocs are still somehow afloat. <laughs> are needed. They're still <laughs> essential workers essential. include employees of crocs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my. Uh. Screaming. Oh. I'm gonna send you guys each a pair of crocs. Yeah, right. that you guys need some. And I feel like be personalized. I feel like once you go crocs, you never go box. You never change. You yeah. just That's croc exactly guy. what they say. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Once you go crocs, you never go box. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Oh my god. They have, like, croc sandals and shit, too, but, like, that defeats the whole purpose. Right? I feel like Uggs should make crocs, too. Like, they gotta get in on that croc. Dude, okay, I just made the most horrifying revelation. I just, like, got this new comforter, 
and I look down and it's an UGG comforter. Oh, and I'm you're... like, how am I going to have guys come to, over to my bed and see an UGG comforter? <laughs> <laughs> they know what you're like, about. What? They, they, I know. They're like, oh, this is so comfortable. I'm like, thanks. It's UGG. <laughs> like, what? It's horrifying. So, like, gay I guys don't even want to wear Uggs? That's that's what <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Gay guys <laughs> don't even embrace Uggs. <laughs> yeah, I guess gay guys probably would like Uggs. If I'm thinking about that right. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't Tom Brady like love Uggs or something? Isn't he a thing? Think, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. I thought Tom Brady. Tom Brady was like a model for Uggs. Yeah, I think so. I think that is is, is accurate. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, um, that is something else. Like, his wife is a supermodel, and he's now modeling for Uggs. He's like the Uggs boy. <laughs> I fucking hate New England. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, they're, they're, Jesus Christ. They're, they're a whole different Wait, so you guys went You guys went down to one show a month? Two shows, two a, month, shows a month? And this is our last season. Oh, two and shows a month. And this Wait, is, this is your last season? Yeah, yeah we're, we're wrapping we're it up. Break, we're splitting up. We're just we're second. Wait, we're, what the word? fuck? Yeah, man. Yeah, we we. I I'm tired. I'm tired of his shit. He's he's getting other jobs and yeah. stuff, and he's tired of my shit. And we're just we're just divorcing. It's, it, it, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, as you know, as you know, yeah. just the creative. Uh, <laughs> All that and, and, and just and yeah, we take breaks. I can't really talk. We take breaks, really I mean, and yeah. I don't even feel rested sometimes after a break anymore. So like, yeah, oh, like really? we'll, we'll we'll still pop up here and there, but just on even the the two a month, it's still a lot yeah. of work. And as you sh- as I'm sure you know, and I was gonna ask too about yeah. your show. Have you taken a break? <laughs> Dude, Miz, the podcast is like dead. Yeah, I I I, I <laughs> well, I was wondering. I, I think when okay, I so looked it up, podcast. it was the same episode as I last talked to you about. <laughs> yeah, so Miz the Pod... Okay, Miz the Podcast was was murdered last September, and then I, like, brought it back for, like, a hot second, and yes. now it's just, like, sitting there. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's got to be a lot, man. You put a lot into like, that Like, the show. last... The last episode I did was July 1st, and I'm not really planning on doing another one. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> it's like, I don't, like I said, I don't have anything to say anymore. Like, I, it's just, it's all been said. I hate everyone and everything. You're, you're, like, now okay. you're not saying it on stage. Now you're just going on stage with a funeral, huh? <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, exactly. It all can be summarized by, okay, funerals. All right, everyone, have a great night. Thanks for coming. Like, that's literally it. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Your, your uh, funeral act should be something real abstract where you have, like, a guy come out with a coffin and you just lay in the coffin Ooh. for five minutes and that's it. And you Ooh. just get up and, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't say anything. No. Abstract art. I just, like, crawl into a coffin. <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah. It's the art. Yes, yeah, kind of like a Shia LaBeouf thing where you just yeah. sit there and just tear, tears come down your face, but <laughs> that's it. Oh my God, yeah. I, I don't even like pick up the microphone. It just no. stays in the stand. It's Yeah, it never moves. But I crawl into the casket and just like maybe just stare at like one person in the audience. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like don't blink for five minutes. No. 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 I, I'm, oh my God, I'm getting some ideas. <laughs> That's perfect. That's literally perfect. And then like everyone at the end is just like, um, okay. <laughs> what did we see? But-, but then you start like you get this real like following of guys that saw it on the internet and they're just yeah. like, this is so deep. That's like, this is why, like, yeah. That is my dream. I know what he meant to have, by like, that. This random ass like cult following of like three. <laughs> Yes. Like people who are just the weirdest motherfuckers ever. Just you'll be like, at, oh my god, yeah. yeah. Like this makes sense. You'll be <laughs> like, yes. level. Yeah. They'll they'll have you and like I'm at raves there. and shit right. just in the coffin. <laughs> like, yeah, it'll just yes. be like Dude, this is gonna go on tour. <laughs> yes. This is gonna sell out like stadiums. Like shit. <laughs> Oh my god, we might have we might have just okay. Don't don't pack up yet, guys. We, just, we, we just like found something gold. Oh my god! Wow. Right. Okay, I know what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Oh my god! Then I can just like, go around New York City and like put up my coffin on like random intersections and just like everyone be obsessed. That's the place to do it. You're right. In, yeah, you're. Naked cowboy? Fuck you. I'm the coffin, coffin <laughs> oh guy. Coffin oh guy's God, here. I'm in Times Square. It's like a, it's like a tourist attraction. It's like, oh, do you want to go see like, the staring guy in a car, in a ca- uh, fucking casket? Yeah. <laughs> the casket kid. Casket kid. Yeah. The casket kid! <gasps> guys. Oh, my God. Okay, but now I have to pay you guys, like, royalties or something. Like, this is... This is huge. <laughs> oh my god, we are laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> yes! Feel that. I'm dying. I love it. I oh, love it so much. Fuck yes. I love yes. it. Oh god. Wait, so, okay. What are we going to do with that? What else other? has been going on? <sighs> nah. Uh, Rob's got two crows. I got two crows. That's uh, next season. <laughs> I'm going to start a show called Rob and Two Crows. Like, so, uh, I... I... <laughs> I'm going to be in the coffin blasting Rob and two crows. Yes. That's, I, I, I yeah. He's got a Out preview. Of like a boom box. Yeah, this is a, a preview of uh, Rob and two crows. I got, I got to find He's it. I got to find it. Here we go. How you doing, crows? How are, how are we doing today, guys? <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck, fucking, God, thank God we got away from Slim, huh? Huh, guys? <laughs> Oh my god, I'm obsessed. <laughs> what oh else you got? That's gonna be my new fucking ringtone. You got a good point there, crows. You're really on point with that. <laughs> See, we can do sports. We can do anything. Just me and the crows. That's all we need. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead at a concept of a show of you just like having fake conversations with crow kind. What? Oh my god! The best part about this, Anthony, is Rob actually brought to the show today two crows. Yeah, like, I don't even know where he found these things. Like it's, they're like these. I, I guess they're what are they like Cer- ceramic, ceramic or something? Or... They're like two ceramic yeah. crows. I got. I bought, are they like Halloween decorations? Yes. And I found them like last week, and I picked them up in the store, and I just screamed two crows, and everyone's looking at me two like, crows! "What's wrong with this guy? What the fuck's wrong with this Were guy?" Were those like the only things that you bought in the store? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I ran up to self checkout and just <laughs> rang them up, and oh, I. Sh- okay. 
I showed that the, the, the... I was imagining the cashier being like, did you find everything okay? And you're like, I sure did. <laughs> I, sure did. I, I held them up. Two crows. Like, two crows. <laughs> I bagged them and they and just... They look so confused. Walking into the store like, hi, do you guys carry ceramic crows? <laughs> luckily. Like, yes, aisle nine. <laughs> luckily, they were right when I walked in. They just, first thing I saw. Oh, they're on the spot. First thing I saw, Anthony. Like was they knew you were coming the fucking the crows. <laughs> they're like, oh, here comes Rob. Bring out the fucking crows. <laughs> He's going to know this sick fuck's only coming here for our crows. <laughs> Oh my god, oh. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. I Okay, can you please launch this cuz I need to listen. I would I'm going to start the cult following of Robin Ducrose. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm going to be, be all there. over like Reddit, like all over like those like emo kid pages being like, did you guys hear about Robin Two Crows? And they'll be like, oh my God, yeah. Yeah, of course we have. Like that saved my life. We've Something been listening. Like that. <laughs> that gets me out of the coffin every day. Right. They're like, I was splitting my wrist and then I heard Robin Two Crows and I stopped. Like that's literally what would be said about it. Robin Two Crows saved my life. That's the way to launch that. <laughs> saved my life. Prevented my suicide like what <laughs> oh my god uh, i'm obsessed i uh, love that sound bite uh, i literally want like every time i enter a room for that sound bite to come on and just like yeah just never stop just really just really. like i log into like meetings and it's like <laughs> 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 like that's sick that's uh, literally sick oh shit Oh my I god! My new ringtone. Yes. For real. I'm gonna I'm gonna download it somehow. Just Do, whenever someone calls me, it's gonna go. Let's erupt. Does anyone use ringtones anymore though? And I feel like every time Dude, no. I'm at work, every, we're all grabbing our phones at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like uh, nobody even cares anymore. I yeah. Uh, I guess no one uses. Remember those ringback tones? When oh. like you would call when somebody you, and yes. they would have like music as like instead of like a yes here. Yeah, nobody That's cares. That's what I want. Yes! I want to bring those back. Oh, have the crows Remember for that. Remember you pay, like, 99 cents for a ringtone? Yes, yes! What the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, why were we such idiots to fall for that? <laughs> right, like, when right? cell phones first started up, you had to, like, customize everything. Your ringtone, your background, your yeah. text notification. Yes. And now it's just like, nah, I just got everything set to how it came. Like, me, me and Slim <laughs> both have, like, the default fucking background yeah like, we're all about the same background yeah like, <laughs> it's just it's the so apple crazy. i know you used to have to like bling out your phone and yeah sure. now that's like yeah. stupid yeah. like don't do it oh my it was, god it was too difficult yeah, to never, activate you know, this oh my god i forgot all about this you would, like <laughs> download crazy backgrounds like yes. on tv they'd be like text 9799 for this song as a ringtone and you're like oh my god yeah i wonder when that like, industry died like there were people banking yeah. off that, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Oh, we got to find a new gig." I want to know I what know, the new gig like, is. Went into fucking bankruptcy <laughs> over that trend phasing out. I guess <laughs> they planned on like, like they pulled their kids out of college. I feel like, <laughs> like we, I can't afford buddy, that anymore. You can't go to school anymore. <laughs> go find a pole. Like there's no ringtones anymore. I don't. And why did no one notice? I didn't even right? notice that they went out of style. None of us did. <laughs> like, None of us did. And we all just fell into this. We, we all just like gradually fell into it. I feel like this is what crazy. This is probably what started COVID. Like it was like us just 
Yeah, we gave up our fucking individual tones, man. <laughs> we oh gave up God. our ringtones. Okay, one of the key concepts of Rob and Two Crows is going to be bringing back ringtones. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be a major attribute of your cult following. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, hear someone's brain tongue go off, and like, that motherfucker listens to Rob and Two Crows. <laughs> That's the only way you're gonna know. That's the only way That's you'll the only stand out. Yes. Just oh my god! Tongue. Like you're in public, and like you hear it, and then you're like, oh my god, they're one of it's it's yes. one of us. They're just gonna nod. Like a mating call. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh shit. God damn wow, it. Wow. Well, I'm so happy that you bought crows. Honestly, <laughs> I kind of want one. <laughs> just like sitting like next to my bed. Yes. I feel like that's that's it's like sick. All year, all year, it doesn't even matter. All year matter. long, I like wake up in the middle of the night and see this like crow staring at me. <laughs> and I think it was that's like what I, I think it was like five minutes before we started the show. Everything is like muted. I started all my recordings, and then just out of nowhere, Rob just placed these. Two I just crows put them on out the, the table, table and I'm just, just like, from the beginning what? of the show, and he's just like, "What is this?" <laughs> You're just like, "Oh, by the way, these, <laughs> these are your replacements." <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I don't need you anymore. I have these. <laughs> and it's just this fucking crap. Wow. Honestly, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. Love it. Love it, like, Anthony. I, I would green light this to production. Green light. Okay. I'm definitely, definitely going to be hitting you up for that. Yeah, I'll sign off. I'll provide the funding. <laughs> and since you're not doing oh, the podcast, are you still on Twitter? I couldn't find you on Twitter. Dude, am I? I don't even. I'm probably some like weird name. You, I think I'm. I think I'm Clavicle Mound Shroud. Oh, okay. I could not remember. I could not. I knew you had one of those <laughs> Clavicle Mound. I didn't know if you were just not on it for so long and then got deactivated because I know they do that too. Dude, I got banned a couple of months ago for calling Ariana Grande an Olive Garden ass bitch. <laughs> oh, I mean, she is right. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I'm speaking Italian. the truth. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh like, man! Who reported you? I hope Ariana didn't. I hope, I think Ariana reported me herself. <laughs> I think she was like, "Wow, I can't have this guy out here calling me an Olive Garden ass bitch." <laughs> so then I got banned for like a week, <clears throat> and then I got banned for saying that I hope Donald Trump choked on a chicken bone. But like, I don't think that that was like that offensive. No. I feel like that's... That's less offensive than anything he has said. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Exactly. So I'm like, what the hell? Like, why his, am I getting banned? His whole life is way more offensive than that. Exactly. I hate getting banned from shit. I've been doing mm. so much stuff. It's so annoying. I got banned from open table. Like, what is open table? Like, not show... It's like where you make reservations at restaurants. <laughs> How did you get banned from that? I didn't even know. I guess I didn't like show up to like enough reservations that they're like you're a risk. Like I don't know. Were you just making a bunch of reservations and not going? Like, just... <laughs> making like hundreds of reservations. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? I have no that would idea. be. That would be an awesome. It came as a shock to me, but then I all it all began when I got banned from Neopets. Back in the day. Wow. That's yeah, where it all started. Repeated personal attacks on Neopets <laughs> is what was cited. 
He's like, don't fuck with me and my uh, Neopets. Like, I'm all about business on Neopets. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not are, there to fuck around. Were they like the after Gigapets? Because I know I had a Gigapet. Uh, Neopets was like an internet browser, yes. like Pokemon yes. ripoff or something. I remember it. Yeah. I remember it. I know I, I had a. What are the ones? You're thinking of Tamagotchi? Tamagotchis. Maybe? I had a Yoda. Tamagotchi. I had one of those on oh keychains. Yes. Didn't you like feed them and shit? Yeah. They. You had a little button. I think you hit for like a pellet. So that's what uh yeah the, they eventually became digimon is oh, what this oh my god digimon oh my god right. what the hell We're, <laughs> wow we are uncovering a lot of like ancient trends yeah yeah, yeah. No, D- digimon is still Shit. kicking like they, they're oh, still releasing they're like still series on, and, and games and everything like that. yeah <laughs> wait wait are you serious yeah they, just, I, I like digimon so i keep up on digimon stuff but they just released a movie like last year that was like the yeah. like main the main characters like all grown up just drinking beers <coughs> together and shit and, wow like, having what? having to like what? give up their digimon because they were old wow <laughs> wait i'm 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 Oh my god! I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> what? Yeah. This is breaking news. I, I cannot. Anthony, we I'm have to wrap it up, that. dude. We have to wrap it up, man. Yeah, no, we have to wrap it up because I have to go think about crows for the rest yeah. of my fucking and, life and, and watch Digimon. all the recent Digimon. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, okay, well, I, there's allegedly per Wikipedia 452 episodes of Digimon, so <laughs> I, I, I have a long way to go. <laughs> Dude, are you, are you, where can everybody find you? All right, Instagram, Rigatoni, and I just checked. Twitter is actually Rigatoni now as well. Okay. So hit me up for a bunch of shit that you never want to see again. <laughs> we'll be Get there. Us. We'll be there for all that shit. All right, cool. Long live Robin Two Crows. Fuck yeah, fuck Slim. Fuck, fuck Slim. I, I need. A, I, I, I need. I'll come up with something good. You need a cool sidekick. Yeah, yeah, he'll yeah, he'll yeah. get it. It'll be like Slim and Two Crocs. Yeah, Slim and Two Crocs. Oh, all right. Well, it's been lovely. Yes, it's been. Take care, right. Anthony. You too. Talk ha- to you later. Have a good one. Have a good set. A good set. If you know what I mean. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll be back in a few weeks for another Robin Two Crows. Yes. See ya. Am I a joke to you? Yes, you are a fucking joke. You fucking suck. You've always sucked. You, you, you know why we haven't fought in years? Because you're an embarrassment to me, and I don't need you anymore. I don't need anybody. All I do is eat ass and 69 Nintendos, bro, every day. Or maybe you hate me because I am the only man to see how far you have fallen. I used to fear you, respect you. Now all that's left is pity for a sad, drunk shell of a man, too afraid to see how alone he truly is. This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Radio. Hush your faces, coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. WWW Hush your face. WWW Hush your face. WWW Hush your face.com.